Welcome to episode 125 of The Space In Between, and we're continuing to wrap up this month with claiming your voice. That is the theme in our Nomad Collective this month, claiming your voice. And we thought that it would be really special to share some of the voices of Nomad. So today we're going to sit with Jonathan, who was part of our program last year of who we are who are we becoming which you've been getting to know some of the other participants Leah and Jen and Amy throughout the month in in our social media through the replays of our podcasts and now you'll get to meet Jonathan who is also another participant uh so the, one of the reasons we're doing that is one, again, we're celebrating their voices, but also to get you to understand a little bit more about them and who we are, you know, how, what our collective, what our, our tribe is. And, um, and also for you to understand a little bit more about our program that we're offering. You know, if you were able to be with us last week for the virtual retreat, the chaos code, you might already have an idea or you're, if you've been a beautiful member of our community in all other ways on a retreat, in a teacher training, at one of our local Hudson Valley events, in our membership that's been online for several years now. Uh, if you've had some sort of experience, you already kind of know what you're going to get in Nomadland, which I think is a pretty awesome experience. But we wanted to give you a, an understanding of what we're going to be offering in this Radiant Storyteller program that's launching next week. We still have just a few spots available, and this is going to be a very, very special, very unique opportunity. So Jonathan, you'll hear from him today a little bit about his story, but also his experience in Who Are We Becoming, which is a little bit of what we it just touches on. He was in a six-week program where we just touched on the storytelling aspect of it. But this seven-month program that I will be leading next, starting next week is a deep dive, a deep dive into your own emotional recovery. So we'll dance with the light and the dark emotions and make friends with them, transform them, infuse ourselves with them, whatever needs to be for you to really step into your own story. We'll hold that storytelling space that Jonathan will speak to a little bit today, where we will hold a ceremony to celebrate you and move your move your, the energy of your story, release it, liberate it, create something new for you. But then, as I've been talking about this last month, we have an even more amazing opportunity, if that wasn't enough, to become a published author. So Nomad Press is now in partnership with Grace Point Publishing to possibly publish your story, to bring your words out into the light. So if you feel there's something that you need to share with your worlds, but you need some guidance, you need to understand how to process the story so it's not so raw when you put those words on the paper for other people to read. I'm going to walk you through that journey. I'm going to hold your hand. The whole community will celebrate you. And then you will also have a team from Grace Point to give you all of the technical support you need, all of the you know, professional and technical support you need to really make your book into something 
real, something tangible for other people to hear your voice. So if you're interested at all in that story, go over to visit our website. You will have that link in the show notes. And um, now let's go ahead and sit with Jonathan. (laughs) All right. So here I am with Jonathan. And we just wrapped up our seven-week series of who we are, who are we becoming. And I love these connections that I get to make over social media because now we are, you know, we met through a mutual following, um, Eric Godsley. And I don't know, I can't remember exactly how that all happened, but it was just so organic. Yeah, it was just an organic meetup uh, through Eric Godsey's profile. I think we resonated with the, something that he wrote, and we started exchanging from there and uh, started following each other. There's just like that presence that I, that I really enjoyed about you. And I was like, oh, let me see what she has to offer. There's something interesting here. And then we slowly developed a friendship from there. Yeah, it's been like over a year now. Yeah, it's about a year, yeah. a little bit over, yeah. A little bit over. Yeah. So, and then, and yeah, we kept kind of checking in every couple months or so. And then this program came up and I said, Oh, I know the perfect person for this program. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you for, for, first of all, being there and thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for the invite to the program. Yeah. And um, we're going to learn a little bit more about you, Jonathan. So where are you? Right now, I currently live in Montreal, Quebec, up in Canada. Okay. And is that where you were born and raised? Born and raised, uh, 30 years in Montreal. That's why uh, I, as much as I enjoy this area, I feel called to adventure now. And I think you met me at the beginning of that spark when I was like looking to find out what's waiting for me in the world and start traveling. And I think we shared a little bit of a what my plans were, what your plans were. And we resonated with that as well. And I've been on that journey and I'm learning every day and I love it. That's awesome. What, do you remember what sparked it for you? Was there some initial moment or was it building over time? I remember there was a key moment that set it off is I was listening to Eric Godsey speak with uh, Hallie Rose and they were going over the alchemist and Hallie was explaining her story And I just really resonated with the idea of the hero's journey. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to go on my own hero's journey. There's something awaiting me. So that's what really sparked the interest to uh, go to Texas, to go visit Phoenix, to meet some of these key people that I've been following for a while. Uh, I visited uh, on it. I met some of the staff members at on it. I met Godzi as well in person. Uh, and I visited uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and I fell in love with the place. Oh, cool. And um, had you traveled like that before? Uh, never, actually. I never went on a solo vacation, and I wasn't much of a traveler. I was always like local, like, oh, let's go visit here in Quebec. Let's go to Toronto and Ottawa. It was very like short road trips. I never really just picked up and left. And as soon as I did that, I realized, oh, my God, this is great. And you meet all these interesting people. Why haven't you done this before? Okay, (laughs) let's do that more. (laughs) That's so cool. So even going a little further back to listening to to the podcast about the alchemist, 
what was what was going on in your life during that time that like made you feel like you were time it was time for you to go on that hero's journey okay so i had went through a breakup and i feel like a lot of the good stories start with a breakup somehow there's <laughs> yeah. major healing experience that happens after a breakup and yeah. uh, i mean the relationship was great but the we just fell out near the end we had a different vision uh she uh, wanted to have kids in a certain timeline. And I respected that because she was a little bit older than me and I wasn't exactly ready to commit to that. So we parted ways from that relationship. And over that year and a half or so, I was finally discovering who I was. And I noticed that in my past relationship, I had more so blended into that other partner. So mm-hmm. It was part of the whole courtship phase, getting to know someone and it's like, oh, okay, they like this. I like this too. Oh, this is fun. Let me do that with you more. And it's like, I lost a little bit of my authenticity and that was all a fault of mine. And when I broke up and I was, okay, back home with my parents and what do I do now? Hmm. What am I passionate about? This is interesting. And all these things started showing up. And then I started learning more, uh, listening to podcasts every day, reading books, really just trying to inform myself and try all these different uh, activities or passions like learning about coffee and learning about the types of grinds and the types of beans and how to brew it. And it's like, I never did that before because I guess I didn't give myself the time or I didn't feel free to do so. And that whole year and a half was all about figuring out what I actually wanted. And it just built up. And then when that hero's journey podcast came, it's like, Oh wait, maybe I need a new perspective by traveling. I can probably find some answers. And I really did. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting about relationships where what you were saying, like you lost yourself. Yeah. Because you were leaning into her world mm-hmm. and there's just this interesting line of leaning into somebody else's world and like having that open your, your, your own perspective to it. But it, it sounds like it was the opposite. You were leaning into her world and, and, and lost your own anchoring of some sort. Yeah. Because I was, I was actually happy in that world as well. It's not like I felt suppressed. It's yeah. just that I leaned into it with love and I adapted to that. And then when that, that love was removed and like we were separate from each other, I realized, well, this wasn't actually me. Like it was mm-hmm. me, but it wasn't, what the real me wanted to do. It wasn't what the real self wanted to be. It was a different expression of self and it kind of felt lost in translation. Yeah. Can you, I I have an idea of that, but can you give an example of like, what was it that you leaned into with her, um, you know, into that world, but without the love being there, there was like, Oh, this isn't actually me. Um, I leaned into all of her friends, all of her network. And I, kind of let my network slip away a little bit like I was still hanging out with my friends but I was doing more things that like oh well her friends are doing this like let's go do that right or well let's go with her friend group and let me go uh, watch hockey with them or uh, let's go eat at this place I don't know it's just more of her like her family and her life became like my main concern and I kind of didn't show up for my family as much as I should have I was really present and the main key factor thing i noticed the most is like my relationship with my brothers 
uh, has been so much better since I came back to, and I realized, Oh wait, I, I never really worked on this like sibling relationship. I was always like out, I would pop in, Hey guys, Hey, bye. And, uh, I wasn't authentically like part of the family. I kind of like was looking for a way out. And when mm-hmm. I got that relationship, I just left and I, I, I left everything behind and it was something that I've noticed in my pattern. So I'm, I'm happy that I got to come back and work through those relationships and heal that family aspect uh, because it was a bad pattern, mm-hmm. at least from my point nice. of view. Yeah. How many siblings do you have? Uh, so we're four in total. So I have two brothers and one sister. They're all younger than me. Okay. And they're all pretty close in terms of proximity? Uh, we're all living in the same house at the moment. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. all living together. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm back home with the family. And that's why I got to really heal that. Like, we got each, yeah. each other's nerves a little bit, but it was nice because now they're all like, there's a 10 year gap between me and the youngest. So he's like uh, 20 and I'm 30. So we're okay. all like two, three years apart. And we get along fairly well, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah, you really came back to heal the wounds. <laughs> I came back to heal everything. Like even like I was having a beautiful conversation yesterday with my mom and I was explaining oh, okay. to her uh, the energetics of jealousy and the energetics of love and how she, when she projects certain thoughts, she puts out that certain frequency. And my mom literally looked at me like, wow, like i never heard this before like that makes so much sense Mm. so I see myself coming back home and now I'm healing and sharing things with my mom and opening up her her mind to these things and expanding her consciousness so it's like it's a blessing to be back here yeah that's so beautiful and I don't want to share too much because what we shared in the in the series was in confidence but do you have anything do you want to speak to what your relationship was with your mom previous Oh yeah, sure. Um, my mom, when I was a kid was very, okay. So she had a very special upbringing where they, uh, her family members always talked down to her and like removed her, her sense of value, like pushed down her worth. So that was how she was shown to raise, uh, Mm -hmm. people out of love. Like, Oh, if I tell you like all the bad things you're doing, then you can fix them. So Mm -hmm. it was the whole upbringing with my mom it was a very negative base like oh you're not tall enough you're not short enough you're not this you're not that you're not uh you don't eat enough now you eat too much and was never like satisfied with me so we would always get into like these arguments and then I got to the point where I told her like mom like what you say has no meaning anymore like because if I take it to heart like I'm just gonna hurt so like I reduced your words to nothing and it was kind of like it freed me in the sense at the time, but I know it wasn't the way, but it was what my uh, young self found was the strategy to deal with the negative uh, comments of my mom because she was she was doing it out of her programming. She didn't know any better. She thought it was love, right? And, and, it, yeah. and it is love in her sense, but I don't see it as the right way to love me, right? And it's just because it's a painful thing to be said you're not enough all the time Mm -hmm. and uh i mean i finally healed that and she she got she got the message she started to understand which is a beautiful thing like i can actually have a relationship with her because i can level with her now but 
I had to separate for most of my life until I would say maybe when I came back home about a year and a half ago. Yeah. That's that's it. That's when it started to heal. And it started because you broke up in that relationship that you just spoke of. You moved Mm -hmm. back in and then you started to do all your own inner journey. You're kind of doing this inner um, hero's journey. And then you've heard about the podcast. I mean, the the podcast talking about the alchemist and then you want the outer hero's journey to come back again. Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. And now she's opening up. She's seeing how things are shifting with you and she's, curious it sounds like yeah well you know what she what's he doing me, she asked me like you know like i want to do what chuma with you and i was like okay mom that's completely fine but i want to make sure your intention is there because plant medicines uh are no joke they bring yeah. things up to the surface so i just wanted to make sure that she's not doing it just to prove a point point. Mm. the way that she uh brought it up was almost like like she was having a I think it's sangria. And she's like, you know, I want to do a chuma. I'm like, mom, it's, I, I, I would love for you to do a chuma, but it's not like drinking alcohol. It's not the same. Like you might uncover some things that'll make you view some trauma and some wounding and it's going to heal you, but it's, it's not, it's not going to be a, a fun ride. It's not like we're going out to the park and play. Like this is some serious medicine. Yeah. And, she took a step back. Like I saw her in, in her eyes and she processed it and said, okay, not yet. Perfect. Okay. Okay. How did you, yeah. So how did you get to your own journey of plant medicine? My own journey of plant medicine. Interesting. Um, <laughs> actually it happened because uh, when I was in Phoenix, my friend Claire had asked me if I wanted to do a Huachuma hike on New Year's day. And that was actually New Year's 2020 this year ah, so wow. I, uh, yeah I said, <laughs> that's yeah. a way to start this year that's just it so i flew i flew to phoenix i got there a couple okay. days early and on new year's day uh our shaman fred hamid picked us up and he brought us to some mountains near sedona oh, beautiful. Uh, and it was just we're four people and we just hiked all day we did ceremony there was four altars uh he's just a wonderful soul and he works with sound bowls and, and instruments. He plays guitar, flutes. It's just, wow, what a journey that was. And wow. it, it opened me up to the world of plant medicines and the impact it can have. It kind of like put things in perspective. And every time you do it, you'll see something else. But that was exactly what I needed to really open up my eyes to this world. And then since... I mean, I've been integrating it. I've been helping other people with it, but that was the, the seed. That was the first okay. seed. So that was the first seed. That was just this past January. So like eight months ago. Eight months ago was the first first real seed. Okay. And then what what has um what's been? Do we want to go there yet? Yeah, but yeah, let's go yeah, there. Yeah, so let's what's go been trans? That's um what's been transpiring since then. I mean, there's a lot in our world that's been oh, transpiring, yeah. but. What what has that journey been looking like for you these past eight months? So these past eight months, I was focusing on uh, finishing my program. I did. I took a course in uh, neuro linguistic programming and hypnosis. Okay. So uh, I am transitioning from being an electrician at the moment. Yes, so, I wanted to make sure we got that. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
I'm currently an electrician in Montreal and I'm wiring houses, but now I'm going to be rewiring minds using neuro-linguistic programming. Yes, I love that. <laughs> uh, so that's the transition. I just feel more uh, aligned with that. And yeah. uh, I know how powerful NLP uh, can be. I know how powerful plant medicines can be. So I decided to start integrating neuro-linguistic programming and plant medicines to help uh, de-traumatize or help people who have uh, depression or anxiety symptoms. And I've had some phenomenal results already with some close friends who actually reached out to me who wanted to do some, some work for depressive symptoms and get off of his antidepressants. So okay. uh, from the one day session uh, that I had with him, he felt an immediate reduction of about 50% of his depressive symptoms. Like, wow. His, yeah. First day. And that lasted for about two weeks. Uh, and it's like kind of renormalized, but he has all the tools and we're going to be continuing to work with this. And I want to develop something that will be a more widespread use to help treat depression and de-traumatize. And that's repeatable. So uh, a little bit more testing on my part, a little bit more uh, working with my coach, Darren, who is the person who taught me NLP. Uh, so we're integrating our own types of medicines, him using mushrooms, me using San Pedro, which is Wachuma, and uh, just finding what works so we can repeat it and we can help as many people as possible. That's beautiful. So can you walk walk us through like what, what that means? Like what are you doing in a, a session or a ceremony? Okay. What does that look like? So start off the day I really set up the intention just want them to be clear on uh, what they ex expect to gain from the experience uh, I want them to understand uh, and to visualize what it feels to have a successful day to have a successful experience so by envisioning the work being done and completed successfully it gives them already the process in their mind that it is doable and it is achievable and can be done once I start that off, I uh, set up an altar. I uh, set some items up for, uh, I, like I bless them with, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I sage, sage them, clean up their auras. I uh, light some tobacco. I start a singing bowl. I really just set up this whole mood so that they feel it's like an anchoring point. So in NLP, it's like we anchor something with multiple senses. So mm -hmm. if there's a smell, if there's a taste, if there's a sound, if there's something you can see. So I'm, I'm tying in all these visual senses to the experience of this, making them know this is an official ceremony, an official ritual. And then they anchor themselves to that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we drink the medicine and uh, let the medicine slowly take its place. And as the, med the medicine works, we just talk just talk and I just get them to expand their beliefs. So uh, find out what's their limiting belief, what they feel is challenging or stopping them from feeling better. And then I use just some, it's my own secret sauce, I would say uh, a little bit of a comical mm -hmm. way of taking the belief. I break it apart I make them see individual aspects and I try and make them uh, dissolve. So something that doesn't mm -hmm. hold ground would be like a logical fallacy. I would just expand the logical fallacy, point it out, 
dissolve it and then create a new belief structure that could replace or that is also as believable as the logical fallacy. Mm -hmm. uh, in the case of my friend last time, every time I would explain something to him, I would see his ego and his soul kind of like arguing against it. So he would say his thing and then he would challenge the thing that he just said and he didn't know which thing to believe. And then he always mm. stuck to the negative belief. And all I did is I reinforced the positive belief and said, mm -hmm. well, you know, it's probably just as valid as that one. And it just slowly build on that and just talk and talk. It's like very similar to MDMA talk therapy. Mm. So he he was he himself was holding these two beliefs, but one exactly. was dominant. And what you did was just shift that perspective. But there, yeah, but then it sounds like that might not always be the case in other situations where they have this strong belief. And mm -hmm. then what you would do is kind of pull apart that and bring something else to light. Exactly. It wasn't already planted within around them. It. There's yeah. multiple ways around. It's not usually not planted in them. They usually can't see it. Yeah. Uh, for an example, for an example, he was saying mm -hmm. that he was unable to just feel uh, happiness in in like a random moment, just like a moment of complete serenity, peace, and presence. And then mm -hmm. I kind of did like a little guided meditation where I told him how I do it, and I made him hone into that. So it's kind of like a res an irresistible induction. And he kind of, as, lis as he's listening to me, he's visualizing what I see. And because he's visualizing what I see, it's not from him, so he can see it. And then he started mm -hmm. to feel presence and beauty. And then he realized that he doesn't, uh, it, that it is possible, that he doesn't need to take all these pills and do all these things and to listen to the psychiatrist to feel a little bit of happiness or take all these drugs because he would take copious amounts of drugs to feel a little bit of happiness he was like oh i can actually be happy doing nothing or just watching the trees and he started taking up gardening and now he gardens all the time he's like i'm really happy gardening you know wow a little win i take the little wins and i just stock up on them how long ago was this that you you all did ceremony together this is a month ago so he should be coming back in a few weeks uh he okay. said he wants to dive in again and i completely understand it's not a one-time deal it's not going to fix everything in one day but i just want to add him some more tools so that he can find more presence more happiness and start continue to dissolve these beliefs yeah i love that dissolve the beliefs <laughs> let's dissolve the beliefs Exactly. So what are what are some of the beliefs that you've dissolved through these practices, if you don't mind sharing? Hmm. That's a good question, actually. I haven't thought about that in a while because they've been dissolved, but I They're remember, gone. Yeah, they're gone. That's the thing. It's <laughs> like I don't have to bring them back, but I can bring them. Let's see. Uh I wasn't I didn't feel like I was enough. I didn't feel like I was worthy of love. I felt like I had to um be someone else to be loved and that's these are all like relationship right you can see that if yeah can you I can already see that from you i'm going to be in a codependent relationship because of that and i just was able to dissolve those beliefs it's like no i'm worthy of love i'm complete as i am okay i don't have to have things exactly happen my way they just happen the way they are and this is life and it's all beautiful and it's all love and there's, this world is abundant. There's an abundance of everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because, I mean, just even what you just shared 
within this time that we're speaking, you were talking about your mom speaking that that language of not being good enough and then in relationship of that kind of codependency. So just this past year and a half, it sounds like you have been breaking all of that, dissolving it, as you said. Oh yeah, Um, dissolving beliefs. (laughs) Yeah, that's so wonderful. Cool. And so you're helping your friend right now, but you've been kind of implementing this for yourself for a while. And are you helping other people too? Or Uh, was he just your first guinea pig? Uh, <laughs> other people but this is the that was the more challenging more like okay like okay. let's sit down and get this done like this is not a joke it's uh i was an all-day thing it lasted nine hours whereas yeah. i've been helping people like an hour here an hour there uh conversationally is what i really enjoy just like uh getting on the phone or talking to someone and doing the thing without telling them i'm doing it <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah the this was my first big challenging case i would say right so it's like okay depressive symptoms uh let's go with this and let's see what i can do and it it was magical just it was very uh was a very hard experience to to handle at first and i I wasn't sure if i had all the tools to do it i'm Mm -hmm. like did i sign up for something bigger than what i can handle but no no (laughs) thankfully not you're feeling good was it, did you feel like it was helpful that you knew him and there was the friendship already there? Or was that also something that was challenging because you were so intimately connected with him? Uh, it, it was a friend, but we hadn't spoken in a while. It wouldn't have been more or less challenging because when I'm in work mode, I'm in work mode. So it's okay. like friend or not, like you want my health? Perfect. This is what it is. And you're going to get it the way that I'm going to deliver it because that's what you need. Right. So I can dissociate in that thing and just do the heart because I have to. It's if, if I'm coaching, yeah. if I'm helping, the friendship is one thing, but it's out of this ceremony. Within yeah. the ceremony, within the context of helping you, I am coach and this is what you're getting. You're getting the, the root reality. Beautiful. And so so what are you envisioning for yourself, Mr. Electrician, turning to rewiring the brain? Ah, uh, <laughs> funny because we've been talking a lot about this. Uh, I really. Well, envision- I, well <laughs> sorry, and I'm kind of. I, I meant to ask this before. Where are you holding these ceremonies? Is this at your house with four of your siblings and parents? Oh yeah. Love- <laughs> yeah. I've I've incorporated. That's a thing because I also wanted to expand their consciousness and get them used to it. So I, I had started doing wachuma on my own, and I'm just. Okay. I would, I would tell them, hey, you know, I'm doing this today and they would look at me weird and now they kind of like <laughs> settled in and then I set up that day I'm like hey mom and dad like today I have this friend who's coming over and <laughs> we're going to be doing this and it's really important that uh you you keep to yourselves and that you don't like maybe meddle because I know my mom wants to help a lot okay and I was like mom like I know you want to help but this is serious. Like I would appreciate if you just stay with that and I'll come and talk to you and I'll explain to you that everything's fine, but I need the space to, to get this done because this is a serious case. Right. Yeah. And they were looking at me like, Oh, well, I guess this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. So here you are in a house with four four siblings and Mm -hmm. your parents and Mm -hmm. this friend that 
you were, you know, not that close with your reconnecting and doing a ceremony for nine hours. Oh yeah. Outside or in your outside. house? Outside. Yeah. I have, uh, okay. I have a, I have a beach in my backyard, if you believe it or you not. You did tell me. Yeah. You told yeah. me that <laughs> you showed me. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a big plot of sand and there's uh, chairs <laughs> around. It's like a makeshift beach with like waves. I love it. And, so we just stood, stayed outside all day on the beach and I got a bunch of fruits and drinks and we just hung out outside on a sunny day. Oh my gosh. And your family was just kind of peeking out every once in a while watching peeking the film. Oh, peeking wow. Out, looking out through the patio door like, is he okay? Yep, mom, he's okay. <laughs> and how is your friend with that being in this kind of situation? He's been here before, so he felt comfortable with it. Okay. And he knows everyone. So that was, that was a, a plus. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, in other cases, I would do it at someone else's in their own home, which I have absolutely, I think would be a great idea as well. But yeah. because this was a different state and he felt comfortable, I just invited him to the backyard and said, like, let's have a, let's have a day outside. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, okay. So my, my question before I got distracted by that. Yeah. So what are you envisioning for yourself? I sort of know because we shared, but yeah, what are you, what's that transition look like? You're in it. I'm I'm in the transition. I already see it happening. I've I've set up all the chess pieces for, for it to happen. I've been calling in my tribe of friends of people. Uh, Just the way that I am, it just draws people together and the right people like you, like I'm just, I want to incorporate you with that one day. Um, I want to open, I mean, it's going to be one wellness center at first, but my plan is to have multiple locations, little wellness centers where people go on these weekend or week-long retreats uh, within an hour or two hours from the city. So it's easy access and they can just decompress, eat good food, meditate, do some movement practices, yoga. Uh, If I could potentially incorporate plant medicines and uh, some type of therapies that would just help them break, get through these uh, tough emotional situations, break through. I would love to do that. Uh, I also want to set up a little business with uh, container homes because I am oh, yeah. still uh, an electrician and I can do some, some work. Uh, I always wanted to have a little bit of a real estate empire. So container okay. homes is the, is the way that I want to start building that. So having little containers in various cities different locations and rent them out. Okay. Just slowly build up a, a, a network of homes. I love it. So when you said this wellness center, well, you want to have multiple, but this first one you were saying it's two hours outside of the city. What's the city for you? I haven't planned that yet. I know the wellness center is a thing, but I'm going where okay. my soul calls me with that. Uh, there's still oh, a lot so you of, don't know a specific city? I don't specifically okay. know. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are also doing the thing. Like they've been inspired by me. Someone wants to do it uh, an hour away from Montreal. Someone wants to do it in BC. So it's like I already have my network of friends that are doing these little wellness centers. So I can just... I think I think I'm going to be living in the states. I mean, that's what I envision, anyways. I want to I want to mm. move to Phoenix. I've been called to Phoenix. My soul feels called to Phoenix. So interesting. I'll I'll move there whenever I get the chance, and I'll plan around that. Okay, I like mm. it. That's so cool. And what it what do you think? What are you envisioning in terms of a timeline, or do you have a timeline? 
I'd like to move within two years. I'd like to have the wellness center within three or four. Uh, but the way things have been going, my vision always comes faster than expected. Good. <laughs> and the growth does so too. You're the manifester. Good. Oh, yeah. I've been manifesting a lot lately. And it's been happening, right? So yeah, I'm doing something right. <laughs> Are, have you always had this gift of being in alignment and manifesting? Or is this something that because of the work that you're doing, you're becoming more and more aligned? This is definitely because of the work that I'm doing. Uh, I mean, the breakup really allowed me to find myself and then slowly find all these little skills and these people and start communicating and reaching out. I didn't have that before. I mean, I, I think I did, but I just stuffed it down. It was just a personal, like, I, I disempowered myself. And I don't know if it's, I don't want to blame it on my mom, but I think I did have a little bit of low value in, in self. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe I can't achieve all these things. So I, like, removed my own power. Uh, but it comes so easily, and it almost feels natural. The network of people just helped me bring it up and, like, be vulnerable and share. And as I'm sharing, like what we're sharing in the moon moon practice, like every week I felt the expansion and the growth. And it's like, yeah, this group is awesome. But like, I'm also doing something like it, it's not, it's, it's nice to have the container, but like, if I don't put in the work, like I won't feel the growth. Yeah. So I got to give myself some props on that. Yeah. Give yourself some props. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your experience with uh, Movement 109. So when you, and you know, you share as much as you want to share, but mm -hmm. you did, you were a little, a tiny bit hesitant when I came to you. Just tiny a bit. tiny bit. Yeah, do you want to speak to why and how yeah. you managed to join anyways? Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you mentioned there was a movement practice, and it's, it's not like I'm unfamiliar with dancing i would go out to braves for a few years and i just loved to dance like i really absolutely loved it but because i got i guess i got away from that i was scared to move like i would mm. like maybe dance alone in my basement and that'd be fine but oh like now i'm gonna be sharing with people and dancing and like what kind of dance are we doing? Is it choreography? Like, I'm not good at choreography. Like, what do we need to do? Like, are, oh my God, like, this is scary. Like, I, I don't know what to expect. Like, should I sign up? Should I not sign up? And those <laughs> are all the thoughts that were going in my mind. And I was like, Phoebe invited you. Just do it. Like, just do it. Just have fun. See, what's, see what there is. And it was, it was a phenomenal decision. I mean, uh, even after the first day, like, I just started to move just yeah. did it and it was like oh my god this is so fun and every week i would just feel different moves and i guess like watching you uh dance watching the other people dance and then like feeling the flow of the music and just closing my eyes and like what does this song want me to my body to do and just listening to that and i just like every week i was moving differently and then i would use, even putting music in my basement i felt like oh my God, my shoulders are moving in this way that I've never felt before. Like, this is so interesting. Yeah. I, and visually, I, I mean, they don't see on the podcast, but you are, you're kind of like moving kind of snake, like your body's a snake right now and your upper yeah. body and you just look yeah. so free and easy and yeah. Yeah, it's true. I noticed that actually. I once after I started, I started to like bob back and forth, kind of like a snake, and it just mm -hmm. loses everything. 
I just yeah. feel so free to flow. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so, and we did a little bit of one-on-one. So we worked with you as in a group and we had that experience. And we also worked one-on-one together and you shared a bit more intimately about your story and how that unfolded. And then you got to come to come into the group, right? So each week we had like a feature of each person's story. And so do you want to speak to at all your experience of um, like your own journey within the group journey? Yeah. Um, my own journey within the group. Uh, let's see where I start with that. I just really liked being able to hear the stories and just listen and see the person and really truly feel their emotions. And it's like, that was one of the most beautiful parts of the whole thing. Like, watching the other person express in vulnerability, feeling open to do so, and then us giving back love for that experience. It's just like, oh, I see what you went through and this is what I think about that. And you're such an awesome person for having shared this with us. And like, wow, like you just broke me open in a different way. And every week we're breaking open. And then we were given the opportunity to support the person as well. and everyone had their own little thing, their own little way that they wanted to be supported. I remember uh, Leah wanted us to write her a letter. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, when's the last time I wrote a letter to someone? Like, holy, yeah, let's do that. Let's write a letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. That was so, that was, I loved that she requested that too. I love mm-hmm. writing letters. So yeah, we actually hand wrote letters and put them in a mailbox. And they were the delivered old-fashioned way. Yeah. No, just email or text. Yeah. I know. That was beautiful. And how did it feel for you? You were, we originally were supposed to have two men in the group and three mm-hmm. women, but you ended up being the only man. So how was that? What was the dynamics of that? And also being what you shared in the group, being vulnerable with a group of women. How was that for you? Um. So being the only man in a group of women was awesome. And I recommend it to every man who gets an opportunity. (laughs) Just do it. Like, I know it's scary. I know you feel like you may be walking into a a girls only party, but show up, (laughs) listen, be vulnerable. You will heal. Like it is magical. Just do it. I, I promise you it's worth it. And if there would have been another guy, it would have been dope as well. But it's not scary because I was the only one. And I think, uh, if anything, it makes you feel a little bit more vulnerable and just like grow even more from it. And, uh, I think it was interesting for the women as well to have like a singular male presence and like, they were very open with me and very comfortable. And I really appreciate and love them for that. It was like, I really felt included. Um, I mean, I, I can't say enough, like everyone that was part of that group was was amazing. Yeah, I, I and we spoke about that in your last session of how, you know, there were a couple of little, I called them happy accidents. Yeah, we were supposed to have that second man and that didn't happen. And then there was a week that we um, were supposed to meet, but then there were a couple of uh, conflicts, last minute conflicts. So we added another week so that you all had an extra week to integrate. And that was another happy accident too. So I love that, just going with the flow. But I, I really think specifically for, for you, 
it, it was it was for that group. I shouldn't say just for you, but for that entire group, it was exactly the people who needed to be there to support each other, for you to be the only man to support them and for them to support you and the story that you were unfolding for yourself and building trust with women again. And, and we were able to be there for you. It was, I, I thought that it was absolutely beautiful. The whole um, thing was beautiful you, and it was meant to how be. You all work, how you all work together. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, um, I really, I really wanted to make a note that last week when we all like, danced and to each and everyone's song like we had a song from each playlist and it was just a beautiful way of tying in all the stories and feeling all the emotions one last time and just going through the, the dance it was just magical i'm i'm happy that there was that happy accident right like you said i think yeah. we're going to do it this way from now on yeah i yeah so that last so each week we were featuring one of you everybody had a story to tell so each monday night that person of the week kind of shared their story. We held that space for them. And then they had that playlist to go along with their story that we, we honored. Yeah. And so that last week we had kind of that space and we, that's what we did is I put together everybody's story, everybody's playlist. I intermingled them and it would, and we did a breathwork session into it. So uh, yeah, it was, it was perfect. And I had kind of an, I had envisioned that for us. I just thought that we would do it in a slightly different way. Um, because I thought I would add a second, like a last session, like a second, um, session for that week, like a bonus session, but this was actually perfect. How it, how it unfolded. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it felt necessary to, to bring it all together again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me that. And with the, with the, the breath work too, on the last day, like I actually like, cracked open a little bit on that mm. on that last day it's like oh i'm doing the breath work i'm doing the breath work oh my god like i feel these emotions like these repressed feelings of like sadness and this that were not processed like oh it's safe to cry yep it's safe to cry i can just let it out and be myself and just keep breathing and i think you noticed a little bit like my breathing slowed down for a bit and then i went back into it there was like three waves of like Breathing, release emotion, back to the breath work, release emotion, and it was yeah. completely necessary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so I, I witnessed that, and a couple of other people also going through that too. It was, it was beautiful. Um, could you want to speak to breath work and plant medicine since those are two that you know, and maybe for somebody who doesn't know about those experiences, the similarities and the differences too. Um, okay. So breath work, I mean, the thing with that is that you always have a little bit of control with the experience. So you can kind of go into it and feel the things and then, Oh, like I want a little break. Perfect. And you can give it to yourself and you come back to, to yourself and you can dive back in. Whereas plant medicines, you go in, you're, you're in for the ride. <laughs> it is what it is until it's done. Right. So yeah. Two different experiences and the breath work for me it makes my whole body tingle it like cracks open emotions i start tearing and i still don't understand completely why and i know i've only like scratched the surface of it so i'm like a breath work newbie in a sense yeah uh but i will continue to, to dive into that right now plant medicines was just the it felt like aligned 
And that's why I dove into it a little bit heavier. But uh, breath work, I think, is going to be a lot more of a daily practice than the plants. You can't do that every day. It's just too rough. Yeah. Yeah. Breath work can be pretty intense too. But like you said, you can kind of just go into it and touch on it and then come out of it. You have a little bit more of that. um, You can limit yourself, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Good word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you can limit yourself a little bit more in that respect. Yeah. Oh, so so now that you have finished the series and it sounds like you have this beautiful vision out forward of you, um, what's what's like the immediate future looking like for you to get you to that bigger vision? Uh, the immediate future is yeah. uh, start taking coaching clients. Because as I'm transitioning from one career to the other, uh, it's not only going to be dealing with depression and anxiety, which is very a key factor in what I want to do, because I know there's a lot yeah. of people that need help and they're very heavy experiences, but I also want to focus in on like high performance coaching. So people that uh, want are in the business uh, that they want to deal with either relationship or personal blockages or emotional blockages. It's like a whole health, like mind uh, package. It encompasses all parts of the body. I'm actually developing the coaching program now. Uh, It's a 12-week coaching program that incorporates all that and archetypes. So I'm tying in. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going all the way with it. So it's not only those beliefs and values, but I'm tying in archetypes and then I'm reinforcing those things together, using your beliefs, talking about the values, uh, talking about the archetypes uh, and the, then 12 key parts of your life which you want to work on so it's like it's going to be a full full package and I'm really okay. excited to bring it forward so I know you're still developing it but I am yeah. curious because I love I love archetypes studying archetypes mm-hmm. too and you know in the meditation I'm always using the archetype mm-hmm. card oh yeah for the for the intention but how are you seeing the archetypes being wrapped into this um coaching program so there's a book called uh king warrior magician lover Uh, king warrior magician lover okay yeah so these are key cornerstone archetypes for the male psyche i mean you can also Mm -hmm. incorporate them to the female psyche queen instead right but uh it's about embodying uh all of those in their fullness so embodying the king the warrior, the magician, and the archetype. And then, ex- so explaining what these archetypes are, explaining okay. it's like what kind of king you can be. You can be like a weak king or a tyrant king, and you want to be somewhere aligned in the middle to have like okay. the, the aligned king, for example, a king in his fullness. So I want to yeah. tie in those four archetypes, tie them in with 12 uh, parts of your life, whether it be spiritual, intellectual, health, uh, like uh, relationship, uh, kids tie in all those aspects with those archetypes with the beliefs with the values and incorporate a little bit of like um like i want to reduce inflammation in the body that's what i'm going for primarily so if i start them on supplements uh a better diet sort of start reducing inflammation then we start working on the beliefs so it's just like getting some momentum going and then just chaining all that together. And it's like, oh, you feel better because of this. Now you feel better because of that. Now we can work on this more and we can work on that more. So it's just like snowballing okay. the progress. Okay. Wow. So it's very holistic, not just 
retraining the brain, but you're also looking at your body too. I'm doing the physical the body. entire package. So I'm going, I'm cool. hitting all aspects and I'm getting progressive change in all of those aspects and I'm incorporating knowledge on archetypes. Okay. I love it. And so you're, you're developing this program now where yes. are you for people who are listening to this, we're going to release this pretty much this week, but, um, do you have like a date or an or somewhere where they can go and find out more when you're ready? Uh, it's going to be on my Instagram. Uh, as soon as okay. I, I am ready to release it, I'm going to start my coaching practice. I'd like to get it uh, started by September. So okay. uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, it should be up on my Instagram and I'll have my coaching profile ready to go. You can join me oh. from there. Well, tell them where your Instagram, I'll also put it in the show yeah. notes, but where is it? What's your Instagram it's handle? at Jonathan Gelina, at, uh, it's on Instagram. So I'll just write that out because it's a French name and not everyone can spell Gelina properly. But Gelina. <laughs> Gelina. <laughs> I love it. Jonathan Gelina. Yeah. Good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I think that the people, I think there's going to be people out there who'll want to, want to know more and dive into that with you. Yeah. So and I would cool. love to explain it to them and give them a little bit of a breakdown on how, how it works and what aspects they they want to work on. There's like a whole questionnaire sheet that I get them to fill out that gives me information on all those aspects that th what they want, how they want to achieve it. So I can really develop that program, tailor it to them and really give them the best results. Okay, cool. And you're saying how long would this pro like, is this an individual program? How yes. long is it? Does it matter? Will it be set or weeks. will it be? It will so be exactly 12 weeks, 12 weeks yeah. every yeah. time, even though you said individualized, it'll always be 12. I mean, uh, if we go, because it's going to be split up in those 12, 12 weeks, okay. there's work in between. If there's extra work at the end, I mean, we'll work that out together. But okay. I know I want to have the change enacted within three months. And I think that it's, it's a very okay. good amount of time. It doesn't yeah. overly commit, commit them and it doesn't undercommit them, right? We want them, yeah. If you sign up, you're ready to go and like, okay, this is a thing. And for the next three months, like you're mine. And like, we're going to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Congratulations on all that. I didn't realize it was all coming together so quickly for you. Oh, it seems to be coming together faster than I expected. <laughs> As you said, you're the manifester. Yes, so I am. Any, yeah. So anything else before we wrap it up, Jonathan? Do you want um, to share? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a little download yesterday from uh Wachuma, which is i did the ceremony for myself and i wanted to get the message that i needed and it's a it's a very simple message we, we kind of forget uh mm -hmm. just fill your cup up first uh forget mm -hmm. that we want to love people we want to do things for people and we forget to fill up our own cup and that's really something that i got yesterday it's like i filled up my cup and then i was overflowing with love and i could just once it's full you can just give it out to people and it just feels great and it doesn't feel taxing you're just like buzzing with energy and yeah. that's just remember that fill your cup up fill your cup up i love it it's a good way to end well thank you you have definitely you and the the rest of the group filled up my cup these last seven weeks so i'm very grateful for your presence in the group and all that you brought and what you continue to do out in the world so thank you for that and um being you Thank you very much, Phoebe. And thank you for bringing this all together and really inviting me to this group to allow me to grow and be vulnerable and have some wonderful experiences with all of you. I like I'm, 
it's like a, a forever family. Like I, I share with the group, like I always got your back. Like you need me, like, let me know. Like I got you. And yeah. I know that if I need support, like I, I felt that it was reciprocated back like anytime. And that's, yeah. it's beautiful to have that. Yeah, we like, we joked we joked that uh, we were going to have our ten year anniversary, like our ten year reunion with the group at your wellness center. Yep. But I have a feeling it'll be five years. I have a feeling so too, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, so we'll continue to stay connected, but we'll do an uh, I keep saying anniversary or whatever reunion in person because yeah. we all in did person. Zoom. Yeah, we were all over. You were up in Canada. We had New York. We had Idaho and Brazil. So we'll all come to your wellness center, perhaps outside of Phoenix in a few years. And anybody listening, you can be invited to. Of course. I would love (laughs) to have anyone who's interested to join. I mean, everyone's got their own special little thing. And it's like, I'd love to share and to get to know people. That's my thing, right? So. Yeah. And I said to you that I hope that you are teaching Movement 109 there. Yeah, I think we're going to have some <laughs> Movement 109 teachers show up and do special events. I would love for yes. that to happen, right? Yeah, we're going to do it. Awesome. So I will, I'm happy to support you in any way on your journey. So thank you. I appreciate we'll you, Phoebe. do it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, my friends. I hope you enjoyed our time with Jonathan. It was really lovely to hear this episode again. And you know what, Jonathan, if you're listening again, we have about four more years until we get to your wellness center and have our reunion. Uh, That's going to be cool. So if you all want to join us more in the immediate future, we still have just a couple of spots left for the Radiant Storyteller program. It's a seven month deep dive emotional recovery program where we dance with the light and the dark shadows, light and the dark uh, emotions rather. And we have the element of the storytelling piece that Jonathan shared in his episode today, where we hold space for you and your story. We move to it. We liberate it. We release it, transform it, whatever it needs to do and be for you to really step into your story and your life and create something new for yourself. And then if you want to continue and dive even more deeply, you have the opportunity to join us at Nomad Press under the support and guidance of Grace Point Publishing, which will give you all of the support you need to get your words published so that you can become a published radiant storyteller. So find out more information. You can follow the link here in the show notes or send me a message. You can find me in all the social media that there is in terms of Facebook and Instagram. You can email me phoebe at nomadalwaysathome.com. And let's get you to be a published radiant storyteller, my friends. Okay. Have a beautiful day.